Welcome to the 1111 podcast. Please join me by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. We are here. We are here. We are live. We are well. I hope that you're doing well because today is the first day of the best days of our lives. Today is the first day of the best days of our lives. Today is also the first day of Black History Month. So shout out to all the people in the world. I hope that everyone's doing well, staying safe, keeping hope alive, keeping the dreams alive, pursuing those dreams as we usher into the second month of the new year. And hope that everyone's riding the wave of the Mercury retrograde. If things go wrong, don't blame it on the retrograde. Uh-uh, no, no, no. Don't blame it on it, you know. So be aware, but not blaming. And so getting right into it. Second day, or not even the second day. First day, second month. Let's go. First day of Black History Month. And today's Black History Month topic comes from the New York Times about Harriet Tubman to be redesigned to be on the $20 bill accelerated by the Biden administration. So if you're here in the Northern Hemisphere and the North America, America land, you may see your money changing very soon. So I'm going to read a little bit before we get started about this particular event happening in black history. So if you are, do not know who Harriet Tubman is, please research it. And even if you think you know who Harriet Tubman is or was, please research it. I guarantee you'll find more than you bargained for. You'll learn more than you knew. So the Biden administration has made a decision to have Ms. Tubman replace Andrew Jackson as the face of the $20 bill, which was set in motion back in 2016. Um, however, the former president opposed the idea and they decided not to work on that. So now it is being re-talked about and, um, the Treasury Department says in quotes, the Treasury Department is taking steps to resume efforts to put Harriet Tubman on the front of the new $20 notes. Treasury Department said that it's important that our money reflect the history and diversity of our country. Now, there's a lot of speculation about this. Um, so I'm no longer reading the article, but if you would like to read the article, I will definitely have the link in the description for you to do so. But there's a lot of speculation about this. And of course, there's a lot of people who are in favor of it, people who are opposing it, all of that nonsense. You know what I say? Money has really become obsolete. So I think we should just go ahead and put Harriet Tubman on. Instead of having the chip in our cards our, on our bodies, we should put that Harriet Tubman face right there. That should be the transaction. And um, I don't know. It's kind of weird, you know, it's only dead white people on the money currency to now have a featured colored person is, is interesting. But does that really reflect our diversity? Does it really reflect who we are as a nation or as a people or who we think we are? Does that really reflect that? Well, that's up to you. Debate amongst yourselves. So... And going along with that, if you have any topic requests that you would like to hear, or if you'd like to be a feature, 
If you'd like to collaborate on these podcasts, please let me know. Send me a direct message on Instagram at agentk21podcast, or you can email me, same name at gmail, or you can hit me up on Twitter at agentk21. Reach out, let me know what you guys want to hear. Let me know what the hot topics are, the hot debate, what is going on in your world and the world at large. Because right now, everything is everything. Everything is connected. And you'll see exactly what I mean. I'm sure some of you are realizing how aligned and synchronized everything is. So moving with that forward motion, we're talking about the draconian starseeds today. Now you may know them as the reptilians, but we're going to dive deep into the draconian starseed cluster, starseed constellation, starseed tribe, because we're all walking each other home on this journey called life. And we're remembering and waking up to our origins and to where we come from. I promise you, some of us have lived for centuries. Some of us are those exact Greek mythological myths and fairy tales. Those were us. And I I truly feel and believe that there is another sacred text being written at this exact moment about our lives that you and I are in. Because when I say my life has been a movie, and I'm sure some of yours have been as well, an epic adventure, a book, just, I can't make this stuff up, guys. I really can't. So keeping it moving with the Starseed Origins, um, if this resonates with you, please take it. If you believe someone else may benefit from it, please share it. Um, If you yourself would like to talk about your origins, your Starseed, let me know. You can definitely be a feature, even if it's a star seed cluster I've talked about already. You can still hop on and talk about it. And um, yeah, just be mindful that you may have been incarnated in multiple star seed systems. So more than one may resonate with you. And um, also, it could just be fascinating to learn about them. And um, this particular star seed cluster we're talking about today comes from the Draco. Draco. Now, this is coming from the beautiful encyclopedia Wikipedia. Talks about the Draco constellation. Draco is a constellation in the far northern sky. Its name is Latin for dragon. It was one of the 48 constellations listed by the second century astronomer and remains one of the 88 modern constellations today. The north pole of the elliptic is in Draco. Draco is circumpolar, which means it is never settling and can be seen all year from northern latitudes. Now, fun fact, um, shout out to all of the people who were who are born in the year of the dragon, like myself. So, fun fact, born in the year of the dragon, if you're not familiar with your Chinese zodiac sign, It goes by the year that you're born. Please feel free to look that up and find out what year you resonate with. So born born in the year of the dragon and to be specific, an earth dragon. Continuing to talk about Draco because as always, most of this stuff comes from Greek and comes from ancient times. So in mythology, Draco is one of the 48 constellations, as mentioned, which is a dragon in Greek mythology that may have inspired the constellation's name, 
is laden. The dragon who guarded the golden apples of the Hesperor were dice. Hercules killed Ladon during his 12 labors. He was tasked with stealing the golden apples. The constellation of Hercules is depicted near Draco. In Greek and Greco-Roman legend, Draco was a dragon killed by the goddess Minerva and tossed into the sky upon his defeat. The dragon was one of the giants who battled the Olympic gods for 10 years. As Minerva threw the dragon, it became twisted on itself and froze at the cold north celestial pole before it could fight, before it could right itself. Um, yes. Traditional Arabic astronomer does not depict a dragon in modern day Draco, which is called the mother camels. Instead, two hyenas represent these two different points, Ada and Zeta, Draconis, are seen attacking a baby camel, which is protected by four female camels, represented by different points of the Draconis in the Dracos constellation. So if any of this resonates with you, I would encourage you to look it up, to look it up more. Furthermore, Draco is also a handgun. It's also a lawgiver. So Draco, also called Draco or Dracon, was the first recorded legislator of Athens in ancient Greece. He replaced the prevailing system of oral law and blood fuel by a written code to be enforced only by a court of law. Draco was the first democratic legislature, legislator registered requested by the Athen citizens to be a lawgiver lawgiver for the city's sake. But the citizens had not expected that Draco would establish laws characterized by their harshness. The laws that he laid were the first written constitutions of Athens, so that no one could be unaware of them. They were posted on wooden tablets where they were preserved for almost two centuries. The tablets, perhaps because, hold on, I missed something. Tablets were called axons, perhaps because they could be pivoted along the pyramid's axis to read any side. Instead of oral laws known to special class, all laws were written, thus being made known to all literate citizens. The constitution formed under Draco when the first codes of law were drawn up. The laws distinguished between murder and involuntary homicide. Now, just to kind of recapture all of that, Draco was a person who was a lawgiver who created the laws in ancient Greece. Draco is the constellation which comes from the mythological narrative from Greek mythology of the war between um, the goddess of wisdom and this dragon that basically flung flung this dragon into the sky and is now there. So if any of that made sense or if any of that was hard to comprehend, that's all right. 
That's why reading is fundamental. And I encourage you all to look it up for yourself. Um, I did try to find a meditation for the Draco constellation. I did not find one. So if you find one, you let me know. And I will add it to this um, description here. My thoughts on Draco. And I'm going to get to the draconian star seeds and the traits and everything. So hang tight. But just everything is so interweaved and so interconnected. And so Draco, the saying is, live by the law, die by the law. And um, I cannot begin to tell you guys how pivotal and almost triggersome this was reading all of this about the Draco constellation, because it gives very much weight and volume to my it helps me process and it helps provide confirmation for everything I've been through in this life and in previous lives and so let's get into the different traits there are to find out if maybe you yourself resonate with the draconian or maybe someone you know maybe you it might click like oh okay yeah that makes sense so the draconian star seeds are from the draco constellation Draco means dragon. Therefore, many draconian star scenes are linked to dragons and reptilians and reptiles of various kinds. The reptilian race, Lifergarians, and other draconians come from Draco. There are some draconians who are selfish and some say, quote, evil, while others are here to help wake humanity and raise consciousness. Here's draconian starseed traits. They're drawn to science, math, and technology. They are leaders in their fields and communities. They don't take lightly to authority higher than themselves. When they're not in alignment, they can be money-hungry and manipulative. When in alignment and from a higher dimension, they want to unite people and work towards a common goal. They are talented at leading, building, and coordinating efforts. They always finish what they start. They are attracted to reptilians, amphibians, and dragons. They may have lizard-like physical characteristics, thin, long faces, thin bodies, lizard-like eyes, and facial features. Lower body temperatures. They're drawn to the sun and warm. They prefer warmer climates. They adept at fitting in like a chameleon. Find jobs in politics, community leaders, military, architect, and construction. Those are just to name a few. Now, does that sound like someone you may know? Does that sound like you? You know, reptilians get a lot of bad rep because we don't have any anything good to say about reptilians, mostly. Mostly reptilians are not you know, not given a, a lot of good insight because because of, yeah, most of them are in politics. <laughs> and as the thing said, you know, can be very selfish. But I've just researched and I completely did not even notice that it mentioned the other type of um, draconian. So I've, I just researched this. And I will also put this link in the bio, but I'm going to read a little bit about this because, like I said, didn't find too much information, but I've just landed on something new. So 
Let's give it a whirl, shall we? I have said many times, not all reptilians, dragons, our species are bad, as many try to say. So I did stick up for these races many times, and it is true, not all are bad. Okay. So let's see here. Um, hmm. In this previous article, they were speaking on many of the negative traits of the rebellious race from a planet called Lefragaria in the constellation, which is not even a constellation after all, as the stars and planets are far from one another. But many of these channelers do not really know, so they assume there is only one place these souls come from. I have said many times of these Lafragarian souls incarnated in very powerful abusive positions on earth and it is true who do you think besides fallen angels are running things here the Lafragarians are mixed with insectoids reptilian like races and dragons ones that were abused themselves and experiments and who make history repeat itself by doing the same in their home and then come to earth to try to regain power in a human world but yes, not all dragon, reptilian, or insect races are bad. I have met many from Draco. Even there are many places in the universe that contain similar races too, not just Draco. But the ones that I have channeled from Draco had very specific energies. Not all are the same, but very similar. Some of the other Draco souls are intelligent, analytical, confident, not all, very assertive and motivated, successful, good at reading others, Good at being very persuasive, directly spoken, blunt and charismatic, witty and clever, strong-willed, have predominant personalities, assertive, sometimes long for more emotional fulfillment, full of ancient wisdom, good at building things, absorb information quickly, highly observant, nothing gets past them and they are not naive or foolish, very organized, calculated and strategic, good storytellers and entertaining to others positive attention grabbers yes so this is a longer article that I will add to the description because I am just now reading this and it looks very interesting so I will continue to read that once this podcast concludes Mm -hmm.